0: Hello, witchy friends. Welcome to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna, and I am your host. This podcast is for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the podcast social media pages at Cat's Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cat's Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft, and enjoy the episode. witchy peeps welcome back to the podcast this is episode 119 and today's topic is on lunasa before we jump into the topic of lunasa we have this week's crystal stone whatever you want to call it and that is pyrite otherwise known as fool's gold the first book we are going to use to go over pyrite is the essential guide to crystals starting on page 108 It says pyrite. This stone is popular among many collectors for its beautiful luster and fascinating crystals. Sometimes called iron pyrites or fool's gold, this common mineral is found in all kinds of rocks and is associated with heated water. The largest deposits are found in Spain. Its name derives from the Greek word pie, meaning fire. Because it sparks easily when struck and has been used in fire making since ancient times its reflective gold color also links to the sun in healing pyrite has a natural affinity to the solar plexus in abdominal region for identification and care pyrite has reflective brassy gold surfaces crystals often have serrated faces and stirrations always run in different directions. The mineral is found in perfect cubes as well as complex lusters, massive lumps, and radiating striated discs. Pyrite is soft and brittle, so it is best to keep it away from harder stones. For magic, it protects against all forms of darkness and can be used as a mirror to reveal the truth. For healing functions, cleanses, enlivens and inspires enthusiasm, eases anxiety, depression, and frustration, strengthens logical thinking, and creates a grounded sense of reality, protects from pollutants, and negative energy. And then there's keywords, activating, cleansing, sparking, and clarifying. The next book we have is Love is in the Earth, starting on page 497. It says this mineral possesses a defending quality and it is an excellent preventative which will shield one from many forms of negative energy. Simply having a piece of pyrite on one's person brings in the protective shielding aspect of the stone which works on the physical, etheric, and emotional level. It can help to keep out the negative vibrations and pollutants at the physical level Due to an energy field which it creates within the aura. It is a unique protector and it is an excellent stone to keep in one's possession when performing dangerous work. It helps to keep away all forms of negative vibrations and work to allay physical danger. The energy of pyrite can inspire the universal energies to activate the nourishing energies of the body, assisting one In the attainment of the ultimate state of physical perfection, it allows one to recognize the purity of the universe and to understand that each portion of the universe maintains an inherent perfection in order to allow the unfolding of impeccability. It also encourages and sustains the flawless ideal of health, intellect, and emotional well-being. It symbolizes the warmth and lasting presence of the sun and promotes the recall of beautiful memories of love and friendship. It also assists one in seeing behind facades, promoting understanding of that which lies beneath words and actions. It can be used to stimulate the power of the intellect, enhancing memory, and providing for recall of relevant information when required. It can be used in the treatment of both the structure of bones and of the composition and formation of the cells. It has been used to assist in the prevention of RNA and DNA damage and can be used to repair of the same. It can be used in the treatment of bronchitis and disorders of the lungs. It has been used in the treatment of violent and or highly infective diseases, as well as by others who are working with those affected in order to provide protection from the infection. It has also been used to lessen fevers and to reduce inflammation. So that is all I have for Love is in the Earth. That last part did give a lot of medical stuff in there, so please take that stuff with a grain of salt and do not use any crystal as a replacement for any medical treatment that you or other people are seeking. And the last book that I have for you guys today is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondence, and for Pyrite, it starts on page 240. It says, Pyrite, also known as Spool's Gold. For Zodiac, Taurus. Solar System, Mars. Element, fire, chakras, heart, root, and solar plexus for energy, yang. For issues, intentions, and powers, it says concentration and focus, deceit, divination, emotions, energy, luck, memory and memories, the mind, money, prosperity, protection, physical ability, relationships, skills, spirituality, strength, success, wealth. And willpower. So that is all I have for you today on Pyrite. Now on to the main topic of Lunasa. So Lunasa is another one of those festivities and sabbats that many witches and Wiccans and other pagans celebrate today. So Lunasa, or also known as Lamus, is one of the fall harvest festivals, like I said, that many witches and pagans celebrate at the end of the the summer, so right around now I guess august technically is not the end of the summer we still have like a whole month almost two months left but we're getting to that harvesty time where things eventually are going to start turning into the fall it is commonly seen as an abundance holiday due to the high quality of food prior to the winter seasons once plants and crops start to die and stop growing the alternative Anglo-Saxon name of Lamus or Lamas, you might hear it pronounced slightly differently, is also called Loaf Mass. This Sabbath is one of, is actually, the last of the four Gaelic festivals after Samhain, Imbolc, and Beltane. According to Boston Public Library, The Sabbath occurs on August 1st, which is about halfway between the summer solstice Letha and the fall equinox of Maybon. This holiday celebrates the grain harvest. Grain is a very important crop for most civilizations. If the grain was left in the field for too long or if the bread was made from grain that was not baked in time, families might starve. In early Ireland it was not good to harvest grain before Lamas. If you did harvest before then, that might mean that the harvest from the previous year ran out before the next harvest was ready. This meant that the farmers would have failed in providing for their community. On Lamas, the first sheaves of grain were cut, and by the night, the first loaves of bread of the season would have been baked. The word lamus comes from an old English phrase that translate to loaf mass. In early Christianity, the first loaves of the season were blessed by the church during Mass. In some traditions, this day honors the Celtic god Lu, this celebration of the god Lu, referred to as Lunasa. Lu is the god of craftsmanship. He is skilled in many things, including blacksmithing, wheel making, and fighting. There is some discrepancy as to why Lou is honored on this day. Some tales say that this is the date of Lou's wedding feast. Other stories say it is because he held a harvest fair in honor of his foster mother, Teltu, on this date. Modern day pagans bake bread and cakes to celebrate the historical grain harvest. Some observers celebrate with a harvest ritual. This ritual typically involves decorating an altar with symbols of the season. Some of these symbols include corn, grapes, apples, and any other crops that might have been harvested at this time. Some of these rituals involve casting a circle and saying some words that symbolize their thanks to the earth for the harvest. After the ritual, Everyone there eats some bread together and may also drink wine to wash it down. To honor Lu, people make crafts and decorations in their house to represent his skills in those areas. And as most sabbats, there is feasting. This feast usually is prepared with one's harvested crops at the time or if they have their own garden. And from another source that I have... From Newgrange, it says, In Celtic mythology, the god Lu, one of the chief gods of the Tuatha de Danann, established the Lunasa Festival as a funeral feast in games commemorating his foster mother, Talitu. She died on August 1st of exhaustion after clearing the plains of Brega for farming. The ancient kingdom of Brega was bounded on the south by the River Liffey and extended northwards across the Boyne Valley. The first Telltown Games were held where Telltu was buried on the banks of the River Blackwater before it joins the River Boyne. The Neolithic Stone Age people of the valley aligned their monuments to the major solar events and the winter solstice the equinoxes, and the summer solstice. The solar year was further divided to mark the halfway points between the major solar events, giving the cross-quarter days of Imbolc, Beltane, Lunasa, and Samhain. In the Celtic era, it was the cross-quarter festivals that gained prominence. So that was a little bit of a breakdown of the history, the origins of Lunasa or Lamas, depending on what you call it. And if you call it something else, that's perfectly fine. I'd be interested in hearing what you guys might call it. If you're a witch or not a witch or if you're pagan or any other sort of person that celebrates this time of year, I'm interested in maybe learning a little bit about your culture, your religion, or just something that maybe just your family do in particular. So next, I'm going to move on to different symbols and correspondence that go with this time of year. I am going to be reading out of the book, The Ultimate Guide to the Witches' Wheel of the Year. And for Lunasa, it starts on page 132. I'm just going to be reading out of this book because all the other research and the other sources that I have, almost all of them were very similar, but I really liked how this book has the correspondences laid out very neatly. So I don't have to repeat a lot of the same things from the other sources that I have, but this is more organized. So for altar Decorations, it says Agricultural and Smithcraft Tools cauldron or chalice, corn dollies, spear, sunflowers, and wheat sheaves. For animals, calf, centaur, griffin, horse, phoenix, rooster, sheep, and stag. For celebrations, bread making, bonfires, canning, feasting, and grain harvesting. For colors, burnt orange, yellow, ochre, olive green, gold, and brown. For deities, Bayoua, Lu, and Teltu, Osiris, Hermes, and Mercury. For directions, south and west, elements, fire and water. For food and drink, ale, barley cakes, bilberries, cider, crab apples, garlic, grains and bread, grapes, jam, nuts, onions, potatoes, squash, wild berries, and wine. For herbs, incense, and oil, barley, basil, blackthorn, chamomile, coneflower, corn, dragon's blood, elder, frankincense, goldenrod, hops, meadow sweet, oats, poppy, rose hips, rosemary, sage, sandalwood, sunflowers, and wheat. For musical instruments, bells, drums, gong, guitar, harp, lyre, and violin. For stones, carnelian, citrine, peridot, red jasper, tiger's eye, and yellow topaz. For symbols, corn dolly, plow, sickle, slingshot, spear, sun, and wheat. For themes, bounty, creativity, death, harvest, preparation, reaping strength and transformation trees apple ash elder hazel oak and rowan and for zodiac and planet leo for the sun and it says sunday at 15 degrees leo So moving on with some of those symbols, you can use them in a variety of different celebrations and things that you can do during Lunasa. So I have a list of different things you consider doing this time of year, either with yourself, if you have a coven, friends, family, or just whatever. You don't even have to just celebrate Lunasa on August 1st, which is the day I'm recording this. I would say celebrate it up till the next Sabbath that we have. So some of the things that you can do is have a ritual celebrating the start of the harvest season. You can bake bread, work with the sun since it is a sun celebration, kind of, I guess, technically, maybe. But since you use the sun to grow crops and you just the sun to help feed you and all these things I would kind of personally categorize as that so take that with a grain of salt you can host a field day with friends family have a game day or participate in group sports together you can have a hand fasting ceremony if you are devoting yourself to a partner or getting married you can honor Lou and his foster mother You can do spell work that helps assist you with plans prior to the fall or the winter and use the sun energy that we still have during the summer. You can also visit farms or farmers markets and purchase the goods and foods that they have from their harvest that they might have just pulled and help support those local farmers in appreciating the earth's bounty. You can harvest your own food if you have your own garden or farm. You can also share or sell those crops that you have harvested. You can decorate your home and altar with different symbols and colors that I went over earlier with the correspondences. You can also make crafts that match the season. And just anything else that makes you feel like you are enjoying the last little bits of summer but getting ready for the fall. But overall... All the festivities that we do, all the sabbats and all the spells and magic that we do and rituals, they are very personal. In whatever culture you come from, there are different cultures that probably celebrate this time of year that is not Lunasa. So I, like I said earlier, I would be interested in hearing about those different things that you guys do during this time of year. So at the end, even though it is a harvest season, this time is also a good time of year to remember and appreciate the periods of abundance in our life. Even if you might be in a rut, it is always good to kind of think back uh, what you do have. Sometimes we forget to appreciate the things that are still in our lives because of the hardships that we go through. Sometimes in a lot of time that is easier said than done, but maybe taking the little steps to take a moment and to look at what you do have may help, So like I said that is easier said than done and I hope anybody that is going through hardships and may not be having a period of abundance currently that it is okay to go through those times and that you are not alone and to please keep pushing through and keep working hard everyone that I know are very very hard workers and I know my listeners are too and I appreciate all the work that you guys put in with your own lives and your magic and your families and I just want to show that appreciation even if I don't know you personally because sometimes people don't hear that enough you are doing well you are doing what you need for you and if you are feeling down just know that there are people out there that are rooting for you, even if things are feeling a little tough and might not feel so abundant as well. So even if it's just as simple as going outside and connecting to nature and feeling the abundance of energy and love that the earth and other people in the world have and compassion, I don't know, I might just be pulling things out of the air, but I want to express gratitude for you guys and the abundance of energy that you have provided me for this podcast and I hope that I provide an abundance of love to you guys within the episodes that I provide and I hope that the information that I provide to you can help you find those periods of abundance or push you to do whatever you need to do so I'm gonna just end this right here and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. I hope you have a great start to your harvest season. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, which is now X. I guess I got to, at some point, redo the episode intro and everything because of that. And I will talk to you guys soon. I appreciate every single one of you. Have a great one. Blessed be.